Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking tonight, Mike? Well, to go with our theme, we are going to smoke the Gurkha Beast. So this looks like a Maduro. Pretty similar stick to the beauty. Hopefully it will uh, please Nate more. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm all about the beast. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was messing around with my lighter before we started recording. I As one does. That's pretty good. And, uh, and of course, they go to light it, and it's dead. So, glory, glory, I'm going to have to light it with a, a match, which is, you know, whatever. That's so old school, bro. Is Mike still around? He's got his. He's going to get his uh, match, I think. I'm here, and I'm lit. I just didn't want to break anybody's ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to do an episode now of kind of Nate knows and Mike doesn't know, but Nate also might not know, but he might also still know, but we don't know who knows what. We good? Yes. We good on that? Okay. Oh, So yes. Okay. And so this is something that Mike and I have never actually talked about ever. As far as I know, I guess there might have been a couple drunken nights where we maybe touched on it, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, the topic for this episode is going to be MLMs. MLMs, define. Multi-level marketing, a.k.a. Mm. pyramid schemes. Mm. (laughs) So... Is it, are, are you excited or are you unexcited? I am excited. I don't know a whole lot about these. I know I've heard a few, heard of a few in my time, uh, but uh, not that many. I mean, I know of a few. Yeah, Tupperware, yeah. right? Isn't Tupperware supposed to be a, a, a used to be at one time? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of them, and we'll get into it. Um, I've got a whole list here. Uh, I found the report I was looking for. I was looking for the FTC report on MLMs, and uh, it's nice. It it compiles all the stuff by company name, and uh, it gives you all of these stats that you you need to know. So the other thing, and Mike, you tell them what you know about me and my Sarah. What do I know about you and your Sarah? That we used to be in one. Oh, I didn't know that for sure. I guess I didn't know that you guys were. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it at one time, and uh, I we didn't really talk a whole lot about it. At least maybe I was too intoxicated to remember, potentially. (laughs) Well, or maybe you just had the good sense right off the bat. Maybe, yeah. Not not to color the outcome of of uh, ultimately what we decided Mm -hmm. about about MLMs and things. So. the uh, a lot of the MLMs like to oh let me pull this up too they like to go there was I think it was like a nineteen seventy five to seventy four uh, it was an FTC versus Amway big uh, legal battle and they kind of ultimately said that it it wasn't a pyramid scheme and so a lot of the multi level marketing companies like to use that as kind of trying to legitimize their business models. Okay. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, uh, an MLM is pretty much anything that has like, you've got a group of people and they bring you in and you go to these meetings and they've got their own products usually. 
and you switch your products to these products and then you have to go and like try and sell or recruit other people and they want you to kind of burn through your your contact list on your phone you know your friends and family and get them to buy from you or join you in what they would call you know like air quotes business and they usually try and promise you like well you know if you do like x amount of work you can make x amount of money then you wouldn't have to work at your job and you could just do this full time and you know, it's it's a lot of different things. Uh, there's a lot of different companies. You know, Tupperware for sure, the Tupperware parties of the uh, 80s and 90s. Uh, you've got Amway. You've got um, Herbalife. What is Amway? Is, is one. Amway is, uh, they do a lot of home products. And so the older generation, and that's the one, this is the one that we were a part of. Um, but they do a lot of the, a lot of people think of them as like a soap company because they came out with like a laundry detergent and that was kind of their big like seller for a long time. And they do all sorts of products nowadays. Um, and, and we'll get into that, but they do a lot of like home cleaning and, and their whole thing was you already use these products. So just buy from, you know, yourself and go get some other people to buy from this, from themselves and boom, you're a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, Herbalife is one, and that's a big one because they have kind of like the shake bars or whatever. You know, like every town's got one. They've got a you got, and they're they're a little different because you need to have a storefront, right, to do it. You have to have a storefront. You get your Herbalife and you sell your shakes and things. Uh, Melaleuca is one. There's a lot on here. I'm just gonna kind of read off the ones that I've heard of. Um, yeah, Tupperware is on here. Uh, Melaleuca, Shackley. Um, I don't know. They got. Uh, Airbon International, Cyberwise, uh, EcoQuest, uh, FHTM, Freelife, Ignite, Immunotech, iNet Global, Isogenics. Isogenics, I think, is a big one now with um, younger generation. Manatech, Melaleuca, Monavi, MXI, uh, Nikon, Nikon, uh, New Skin, Relive, send out, send out Cards, Sunrider, Symmetry, Tahitian Nani, sounds super legit, and uh, USANA. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Uh, World Ventures, Zango, Your Health, Your Travel, and that's kind of uh, kind of it. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's, I mean, so, they're, they're kind of like a dime a dozen, right? Sure. So like is a Sensi or a Norwex or yes. one of those? Yes, yep. Those are basically... Yes. Uh, yep. Those. Those are oh, those. Really? And they also have. And this. This would be something that you or your Sarah might know. Is they have MLMs for uh, even like uh, press on nails. Mm, okay. Right. So basically, anything you could think of that you could sell, there's probably an MLM that sells that. Sure. She used to do uh, candle light or something like that. Okay. And I, I bet you that's one of them. And I guess Mary Kay be. and Avon, maybe. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh. And I don't know why Mary Kay and Avon aren't on here, but those are totally MLMs. Sure. Pampered Chef. Pampered Chef. Yep, for sure. Weird. And uh, okay, yeah, I don't so they're not this, necessarily this not there. selling good stuff. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's a different sort of business model. So sure. the business model for multi-level marketing, and it means marketing, right? So you're selling something. And it's basically that there are different tiers that you can get to different levels of performance. And at the different levels of performance, you get different compensation based on the people below you and what they've sold. Yes. Right. So in the sense, in the sense of all in all business and how this stuff kind of works is it pretty much works like your nine to five job, right? Like 
you you support the salespeople or you support the customers and the salespeople make all the money because they're out doing it, but they really don't make all the money and the CEOs make all the money and you don't, you know, so like C-suite and above makes it. Uh, but these, you know, they, they try and build these as more approachable to like anyone can do this. The, the whole point, though, is you have to have, uh, and I can only speak for, you know, Amway because that's what we were involved in. And they had, the, uh, and a lot of these MLMs, especially if they're bigger and have been around for a long time, they have uh, kind of these training groups or subgroups that operate within these uh, MLMs. And they're sanctioned by the MLM governance board or whatever. And they are just kind of like methods of training. And so all of your training support comes from this, I can't remember what they're called, but it's like a sub, like it's its own kind of like organization within the MLM. And there were uh, two big ones within Amway and they had similar but different training modules and uh, they kind of do their own functions and events as separate groups within the company, right? So it okay. kind of depends. Like you, I mean, you could just straight up go to Amway and be like, hey, man, I want in and I want to be a thing. And they just assign you to some random, what they would call an upline, right? Like someone who sponsors you in business, right? So all, your, all of your work would go under that person. And then okay. if you got somebody in, all of their work would, would count for your stuff. And there's different ways that they tabulate these, these numbers. So, you know, and, and they'll all tell you something different, right? They'll tell you, you know, hey, you get in, you get your family to buy and you get, you know, like 10 of your 20 friends or whatever to sell some stuff on their own or buy from themselves. And then you've got the right parameters and you can make a couple grand a month and then we'll get you up to making, you know, uh, significantly more than that. I mean, that's kind of always the promise, right? Right. That's the, that's the walk in the door uh, type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, what is it? It's like Cutco, right? Like they're an MLM, the knives, okay. the kitchen yeah. knives. Um, because you go in and you can buy knives and then they're like, Hey, did you know you could actually like pay less for the set of knives if you sold a set of knives as well? So, I mean, there's a lot of them out there and a lot of them seem like they're a legit storefront and like they're a legit store, like Target or Walmart that you'd go into and buy goods and then just leave. But they're an MLM, so they also try to get you to sell extra stuff for them when you make a purchase. Sure. I've never had that experience with uh, buying from the Mary Kay lady or whatever. Not that I've ever, I don't think I've ever purchased Mary Kay literally, but I've bought Pampered Chef stuff, you know. Oh, and I bought Pampered Chef stuff too. And, and, you know, some of them are a little more subtle about it. Like the Pampered Chef is like, usually it's like, hey, we're hosting a party for so-and-so, right? And that so-and-so is your friend. And you go there and they're like, oh, yeah, here's my Mary Kay lady. Well, the Mary Kay lady is giving a discount based on how many people buy stuff to the person that's hosting the Mary Kay party or the Pampered Chef party. Right. So they get a they get a cut. So like if if their party performs at this level, they get a ten percent discount. If it performs at that level, they get a twenty percent discount and so on and so forth. Even though the host of the party isn't necessarily selling Pampered Chef, but it they're incentivized to have people come that would buy Pampered Chef stuff so that they can get the same Pampered Chef stuff for cheaper. And if you notice, like I still get emails from the one Pampered Chef party I went to and she's like, I'm doing a big Pampered Chef sale right now. So you can like direct buy or you can do a party or even at the bottom of the email, it's like, if you want to learn how to make money selling Pampered Chef, let me know. Like, I'm happy to help you. Uh, so some are a little more aggressive on recruiting than others, right? So, I mean, it's a, it's a wide swath. And even within some of these organizations, it's a wide swath of whether they focus primarily on 
you know, training and maximizing the, uh, what you would call like the profit schedule or something or the profit charts, or if they just go heavy on recruiting or whatever they do, like, you know, all of these, you know, training organizations within these companies have different, different MOs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I met, I met quite a few of these people that sell, let's say Norwex or Chef and all this stuff. And it's like, um, most of them are just in it so they can get a quick discount on buying Norwex towels. And once my sister-in-law did that, once she got her damn discount to buy towels, she bought a whole set of them for the house and then yep. she stopped doing it immediately. <laughs> That's yeah. all she wanted. And, you know, and there's people that do it that way too. And, you know, it's kind of like, it depends on who you're kind of connected with. And, you know, I mean, we sat down and I was super skeptical at the time. This is around the time that Mike and I uh, butted heads. But they just started talking about, like, you know, having your own thing and being able to kind of set your own stuff and, you know, like, however hard you work, you get paid for. And, uh, you know, all that stuff kind of sounded good. Like, it didn't sound bad. And we went to some of the meetings and they're kind of like, you know, you should give every kind of business venture kind of like five years. And, you know, because you're not going to see profits in the first year, even if you start like a traditional business, right? Like, it's going to take a bit of time. Right. to generate generate income and so and then it seemed like everybody was surprised when after five years we were like nah we're out we're done like we're not making anything off of it um and we can go into more we'll go into more of that stuff uh in a little bit but i mean that's just there's so many of these companies out there and I, i'm not trying to say that they're not like legit but the kind of the thing that got us in was Anybody can do this and it's super easy. You just switch your products from the, you know, like, and a lot of people buy the Target brand or the seventh generation or they buy the Walmart brand or they buy the generic brand of whatever, the store brand of these things, right? Because it's a little bit cheaper. And they're like, well, just buy your brand. You know, we set you up with the Amway shop and you got your Amway products and you just buy those instead of the ones there. And, and, uh, and then you get like 15 other people to do that over the course of, you know, three years, two years, whatever it is. And then you're making, you know, 75K a year from this. Sure. And, uh, you know, and, and just to be clear, because I don't want to get like prosecuted or anything, uh, nobody ever really like promised or guaranteed income. You know what I mean? Like it was more of a, if you can hit these performance parameters, you can make this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. Right. So there's extra stuff there. It wasn't just if you can get 15 people in, you, you're making 75K. There's other, there's like parameters. So I felt they were like the group that we were with was fairly um, transparent with what that stuff would entail. Sure. Or what you would need to do to do it. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have been interested at all because I don't, like, I'm not about that. Uh, and I guess what we kind of found out was uh, their whole thing was like, anybody could do this. And it makes sense, right? Like if everybody could just do it. You just you just change your point of purchase, and you're good. And you get a couple other people to do that, and you're good. Well, that's not how it goes, as you're dealing with people, and you know, and a lot of the stuff they kind of taught was like super would would if we would have gone full out with it, could have driven huge wedges between a lot of our friendships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like a you're either with us or it was it was almost very cultish. Interesting. Which wasn't a, wasn't a huge, huge deal because, you know, they would say, well, you're a business owner. If you don't want to do that, you don't do that. So they weren't really, like, pushing anything. But it got really, really weird uh, in the first, I uh, can't remember which election. The, what, the 2016, probably? Was that the Trump, when Trump won? 
Yeah, that was 16. Yep. Yeah, um, because they always said that they had a policy at this uh, subgroup that uh, they wouldn't preach politics or religion from stage, and yet they had a um, an organizational sanctioned pastor on staff that they paid, and uh, they had one of the uh, one of the multimillionaires allegedly on stage saying, I can't tell you who to, who to vote for, but I know we can all make America great again. And they had, and I can talk about this guy. They had this Rick Green twat come and talk to us and say that all the founding fathers uh, were Christian. And he prefaced okay. it by saying, he prefaced it by saying, the atheists will tell you that the founding fathers weren't Christian, but I'm here to assure you that they are. And of course, being an atheist, I was like, Okay. And he runs like a freedom ranch or something. And he has all these kids get sent to him and he teaches them the constitution. Uh, and if you can't hear my air quotes, I'm mentioning them now because, you know, and it's like, but why, what does this have to do with me getting, you know, out of my job and not having to work? And, uh, and it was that kind of stuff that really kind of like finished it for me because I'm like, cause you're supposed to recruit people. And you know what? I mean, part of life is if you're passionate about something, you're going to recruit people. If you want to start your own business, whether it's an MLM or a, a bookstore or a whatever it is, right? Like you're going to have to recruit right. people or like sell people on it. But I, but it got to the point where I was like, these people are so fucking religious and, and conservative about their opinions and all of this stuff that I honestly could not in good conscience or conscience, um, introduce them to anybody even some random person i fucking met because it was like it was getting to the point where like you're supposed to do these kind of meet and greets and you you bring your sponsor or your sponsor sponsor or somebody right somebody upline from you and mm-hmm. they would like they would start like quoting the fucking bible and it's like we're just trying to qualify these people we're not even trying to like like why would anybody want to go into business with somebody who's quoting the fucking bible like i understand you think it's a great like freedom of speech thing but like my god does Amway sell fucking soap then? Well, yeah. So what do, what does Jesus and conservative politics have to do with soap? Soap shouldn't they be selling the soap? Isn't that like the goal here? Yeah, but what I'm saying is these uh, <laughs> these training these training groups that are sanctioned okay, so, by Amway, right? So yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, yeah, it depends yeah. on which training group you get kind of like associated or roped into. Why aren't and they training you on the benefits of the soap? You know what I mean? Or like they're, but they're trying to. But so like, so the the one that we were part of, I'm not going to mention it because I don't even know what. Like, I know they have lawyers, and I know they've told us that they've gone after other people that have tried to disclose their proprietary information. But they focus sure. more on the training and less on the products. They're like, you know, you guys know what soap is. Soap is fucking soap. You buy the soap from fucking Amway, and you make money if you can get other people to buy the soap from fucking Amway. Like, I don't need to tell you the soap is great. It's as good as the other soap out there, you know? Like, so they wouldn't really do a whole lot of the product demos, right? Which I liked, like, honestly. But then they started getting, like, really religious and conservative. And I was kind of like, I don't really want anybody to come here and talk to you because even in your functions, when you're supposed to be talking about, you know living the dream and how to talk to people about this thing, you're still bringing up God and uh, conservative America. And it's not relevant to what's going on. And it's kind of what we talked about in some of our other episodes. Like, whatever you want to do in your bedroom, it's fine. I don't need to hear about it at work. Like, I don't, 
not, I'm not interested in it. I don't care. I I'm an introvert. I don't I don't need to know. I don't need to know how you vote. I don't need to know what you eat for dinner. Doesn't matter to me. You know, like all of that stuff. And and they just kind of like ended up taking it too far. And the Trump stuff only only made it worse. You know, so that's crazy. Well, in their defense, the Trumpers and the Christians don't really have the uh, wherewithal to understand that there are people who are different than them because they really do live in a bubble. With oh, I understand that, that. Think like them. Yeah, uh, and that's a lot of that's a lot of it too. You know, these the, the the purple-haired people they also live in that bubble, and everybody is just like them. You know, yeah, and they can't understand how somebody could be radically different. You know, yeah. And to be fair, I mean, they had some homosexuals uh, that had advanced through the ranks, I guess, and they would put them on stage, but they were also very Christian. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, as long as you love Christ, do whatever you want to do, but we want you up on were stage. Were they openly homosexuals or were they talking about homosexuals? No, they were open. It was uh, two women. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so yeah, I'm just saying, like, like in, in, in their defense, right, like, there was two women up right. there, they were a couple, and they were like, yep, we did all the work, and we did all this, and Jesus, and we thank Jesus for helping us with all the work. And so, you know, it's kind of like one of those double standards where it's like, are you are you really—and so they were they were purposefully trying to be more diverse, right? But it was a little too too late, a little too little too late, or whatever it is, but— right. Um, you know, and so it just was kind of the thing and like, we gave it a really good shot and it just didn't pan out. And right after we, uh, we kind of like, we didn't renew, like, it wasn't like we quit, but most of the people that we associated with during that time haven't really reached out or talked to us. So, and they were all like, Hey, we're building this great friendship and whatever. And then it's like, yeah, but the organization kind of sucks and it's kind of like super not inclusive which is weird for, you know, like a white male to say. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like if you're not a white conservative male who loves Jesus, then it's not inclusive. This sounds a lot like a cult. I know you said that before. No, I know, I know. This seems, why is it so cult-like? It's just, they're selling It doesn't soap. have to be. It doesn't have to be. You right. Know? Uh, it wouldn't have to be. And that, so that's that was kind of the, our biggest disconnect was they were kind of their whole this training organization's whole like motto was you're in business for yourself and we're going to teach you the business skills. And they had, you know, business book reading lists and a lot of them were religious for whatever reason. And so I didn't like a lot of those. And, um, they kept bringing in all this weird personal stuff and I'm like, business should be business. Like, why should I care if somebody that I'm in business with is a homosexual or an atheist or a Christian or a Catholic or a Jew. Like, it doesn't matter as long as they do what they say they're going to do, right? Like, you judge the character, you don't judge the other the other stuff, you know? Uh, do you think it was a front for, like, some weird pastor-type situation, or was no, they, they only had the one. everybody out of money and they didn't give a shit what they were saying? I don't know. I feel like it was one of those things where they felt like they were helping and they were spreading God's word. And it was one of those things where... um the popularity of Amway has kind of gone up and down, right? So when all the people that were speaking on stage got in and made all their money in it, like the getting in was good, right? Mm-hmm. And it was easy to get other people in. And because it was easy to get people in, everybody had great success. And these people made made it to like the millionaire and, and beyond level every year income. 
and then there's a huge tanking of Amway in the in the 90s and 2000s, early 2000s, and nobody wanted to be in it because it was a whole big thing, and they tried to like rebrand as Quickstar uh, with the age of the internet, and then that didn't work because that doesn't even make any sense because it's spelled Q-U-I-X-T-A-R. Like, the fuck is that about? And that tanked so hard that they abandoned that and went back to Amway, or like renamed, you know, like unrenamed themselves. And right. uh, and then they got a very terrible uh, reputation as door-to-door soap salesmen, right? And they sell a lot more than soap, and they do vitamins and whatever, and they've got all these acres and acres and acres of um, organic, uh, non-insecticide, whatever shit. Um, and, and they're all certified vitamins, like out in California and stuff. But, you know, like whatever. I mean, they've got all this stuff, and you could, you know, you can talk about the products, you could talk about whatever, and... It's like, I feel like if it was a little more like products, like, hey, man, products, you want some, you don't want some, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it got like really kind of weird because they have like a resident pastor that would come and, and speak. And um, I don't know, you know, That's and bizarre, uh, John, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of John Maxwell. He writes a ton of like business self-help books. Never heard of him. All right. And he, he does good writing. He's, he's a really good writer. And I like a lot of his books. And I never would have heard of him outside of this. But he would speak a lot of times, never in person at ours. He'd go speak somewhere where he was at, and then they'd record it and play it back for us. But like, you know, he's a, he seems like a good good writer, and he knows what he's talking about. He he pumps out an awful lot of books, though, so you kind of have to have to wonder. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, so do other people, like um, whatever anybody, any 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 one of those people. Yeah, I mean, they pump out a lot of books. So, but yeah, so and I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. We've talked about that, I think. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King is weird. Like I enjoy Stephen King until he gets to the point where he has to bring in that one extra thing, right? Like he mm-hmm. he gets a really good like horror story going, and you're like, holy shit, holy shit! And then he's like, yeah, so you were terrified of that clown and it, but uh, here's a giant fucking spider for no reason, and you're like, oh, oh okay, Stephen, that's a uh, out of left field. Um, Interesting. Thanks, segue, I guess, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I, what I always find is that. Um... It's more about the 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 path, the journey. It, his books never finish well. They're never satisfying. No, not at all. You know, and I'm never satisfying all. ever. And uh, I think he does it on purpose. <laughs> he, he might. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> so I wanted to get into some of these some of these stats because this is a Federal Trade Commission report that they did on all of these different MLMs. Okay. Uh, so let's just, we'll start with, with Amway, right? And so they've all got these different levels that you come in and you, and uh, like their, their producer levels, right? If you can produce X number of whatever production unit they use. So for Amway, they use, uh, they use like a PV and a BV. So it's like a personal volume and a business volume. And the personal volume is what you yourself use, and generate and the business volume is you plus anyone you've sponsored in business right so any of your downline sure and the interesting thing is that for the longest time when we were in uh the amway thing was you had to have 50 points of uh customer volume Right, and so it's a little less than uh, one for one with like dollar. So you'd probably have to sell about seventy-five to a hundred dollars, depending on what they bought and what the what the markup was or the you know the profit of these things were uh, in customer volume in order to hit that 50, 
50 customer volume to qualify okay. for the for the additional bonus levels to actually get paid by Amway for selling stuff outside of just getting your discount, right? Sure. Uh, so that makes sense. You have to sell, you have to have a customer, not a business person or somebody that wants to also sell and make money, but you have to have enough customers buying, let's just say soap uh, or, you know, Pampered Chef stuff or Mary Kay stuff or whatever it is, like buying the product has to equal a certain amount to get paid. Well, the, uh, the I think Congress ruled just recently that something like 50% of your total volume had to be customer volume which is a drastic change because the group I was with said, okay, you need the 50 customer volume to qualify for all the stuff. So you go out and you get 50, you get 75, whatever you get, you know, like a hundred or less, somewhere between 50 and a hundred customer volume. And then you can, and then you make bank and then you just recruit people and you teach them how to get that, that bare minimum 50 every month. And you're on your way to making, making bank. Well, then the government came out and of course the big selling point was, well, Amway's got people connected to the government and they were um, super excited about that DeVos lady because she's a family member of Rich DeVos who founded Amway, right? And so they were thought they were sitting pretty. And the point is the government will fuck anything it can. And it was Amway's turn and they said, you got to have at least 50 or 60% customer volume to be a legitimate business in the eyes of the government or we're going to deem you like a pyramid scheme. So Amway had to change their payout compensation to say, well, now, now you have to have 50% of your total volume or whatever, be customer, not just the 50 customer points. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole talk was... You want to be in business for yourself because nobody can change the deal on you. And then right before we decided not to renew, the government's like, guess what? We're changing the deal on you. Uh, you know, so it kind of like, I mean, I understand the government, but it was funny that these people didn't. Well, Betsy DuVos was an absolute moron. Oh, so yeah. It doesn't surprise me that her family fortune was won through a scam. Um, well, not according to the FTC that. ruling, it wasn't a scam. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and I think and I think the point here is that we need to be a little we need to clarify a little bit. This is not the um this is not the pyramid scheme of sending money in for nothing and then getting money back, right? Like uh Bernie Madoff or whatever, where it's like, right. "Hey, give yeah, me I mean, $1,000 and you're going to get back $5,000." Like it's not that. There's actual product in all of these cases, like Herbalife, uh, Shackley, Melaleuca, Amway, um, Cutco, Pampered Chef, Pampered Tupperware. Chef. There's actual product, right? Like you're not, you're still getting something. And if you're paying extra for it, fine. If you want to, if you want to pay an annual due and try and make money off of it, you can, right? You can try that. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not fully the same thing. But it's also not a store. It's also not a store, and even the Herbalife stores, right, and the Cutco stores, they have store fronts. You can go into a store and buy these things, but you can just interact with them as if they were a store. Or if, you're, if they talk to you and you're interested, they could try and help you set up your own store, right, or you work for their store. I don't know how it all works with some of these other ones, but, you know, you've got your own, like, web store, right, but it's like amway.com slash nice ashes or whatever it would be right so or uh herbalife.com slash you know get the grind on or something and uh whatever True. profits there were would go to you instead of straight to you know herbalife or amway or, or whatever it might be 
So it's not it's not a full on like scam. I mean, if you if you can make it work, you could actually make some money off of it, and people have. Uh, but I think the big caveat is a lot of these companies have people to try and recruit you and say anybody could do this. Here's how easy it is, and the fact of the matter is, it's not easy at all, and not everybody can do it, and it really depends. It's very circumstantial very circumstantial. You can learn the best sales pitch in the world and it's very circumstantial because not everybody's a salesperson, right? And you could be a salesperson wherever you work right now. You could be a salesperson and you could not make it, right? Because some people don't like working under quotas and you're not going to get fired from Amway or Herbalife or any of these places. You're not going to get fired. You're just not going to make money. Mm -hmm. The majority of your money at Amway you're making is by convincing other people to sell Amway. Yeah, for sure. Or convincing yeah, other that, people see, to convince other people. That's where the pyramid scheme part comes in. It's not coming in by selling 20,000 uh, pump bottles uh, for Pampered Chef. It's trying to convince other people to sell Pampered Chef. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, the, it's set up that way. Like, it's, it's more profitable for the company, and then they tell, you know, like, they have to disclose how people make money. And some people do, and some people don't. And there's a whole, like, MLM... Uh, nonprofit organization that ranks all these things too. So, I mean, there's a lot of like data out there uh, to be had. Sure. I'll tell you what, I have the, like the spritzer from Pampered Chef. Everybody that's listening, if you don't have one, go buy it. It's fucking phenomenal. I have two of them. That's how much I like the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we have, um, and we have a stoneware loaf pan and a stoneware pizza pan from Pampered Chef and they're great. Uh, stoneware is yep. awesome. I mean, you could get stoneware anywhere, I'm sure, but whatever. These are great. So this is not, uh, Pamper Chef is not a sponsor. <laughs> no, Pamper Chef is not a sponsor. And Norwex makes some incredible towels. My, uh, my hiking towels and okay. my camping towels are Norwex and they're, fin- they're phenomenal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like a little so, tiny I mean, like, square I mean, that's a weird... does it all. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing, right? Is like some of these products are really good. Mm-hmm. And you would, you know, like, and that's the whole thing is like, hey, this product's really good. Or like, this product is as good as the other products. So, like, why not just use this product and get other people to use it and you can make some money? Like, it's super tempting, right? And they say anybody can do it. And, but the fact of the matter is, like, not everybody can do it. You could, there was some, I don't know who, but like, it's like, you know, no matter how good a salesperson you are, you could not sell water to a dehydrated person in a in a desert like 100% of the time, right? Like you're not going to close that sale 100% of the time. Right. Because people, right? Like just people in general. So, I mean, that's kind of a big thing. But I think looking at the statistics here are going um, to be very, very eye-opening. Stats, we need to talk yes. about the cigar because I'm over halfway. We do. I'm I'm just about to pull peel off the beast uh, sticker. Oh, see, and I uh, I have three and a half inches left, something like that. Well, I've been talking. God damn it! I know. I, I like uh, this one. I like. This oh, one. I like this one too. This one's been yeah, really yeah. good. It's it's flavorful. I've got about four inches left. Three three and a quarter. Three and uh, three quarters. So I'm not too far behind you. Yeah, this is good. This is better. Uh, better this than is the so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much better. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, so far, I would recommend it for anybody. So, yes, me as well. Uh, okay, so I pulled up and it's a 40 page report. I'm going to now read to you verbatim the full 40 pages. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. This one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this and I'll put this report in the, in the link or in the description of the episode. Uh, this is chapter seven of a, of a full, it's, it's called the case for and against multi level marketing by John M. Taylor. 
uh, MBA, PhD, Consumer Awareness Institute, and this is hosted on the FTC.gov site. And, and chapter seven apparently is 40 pages long, uh, which is great. Uh, thank you, John. But they, what they do here is they bring in, okay, this is the page that I wanted. Uh, this is the chart that I was most interested in. And this is, they've got the MLM company and year of average earnings report that they pulled. And these are all, you know, 2001 to 2009. Okay, so this is a little bit old, some older data. But I don't know how often they do this kind of stuff. Uh, and then they do estimated minimum annual costs for effective recruitment campaign, which means how much money are you out to try and be active in the business? And that's the big kicker is there are people that sign up just to get the discount. And that does not mean they're actively trying to, to do the business per like IRS tax laws or some or something, right? So yeah. they kind of like like our last episode, there's stats. And they have to qualify these stats because if they took everybody involved, the stats are terrible. But if they take people that are actively trying to build it, they're not as terrible, right? Yep. Because some people go to the gym just to use the shower. Um, the massage chairs. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, and it goes by company. So I don't want to necessarily go through all of the companies, but I can kind of tell you, I'm just going to kind of go general for this. And if there's something that leaps out at me as I'm kind of going through here, then we can kind of uh, dig into it a little bit. Sure. Uh, so the estimated minimum annual cost for effective recruitment campaign, this is how much you're going to kind of like lose money or spend money or ha ha ha, as a business person would tell you, how much money you're going to invest to get a big return. And so it looks like on this first page here, uh, Amway actually has the least annual cost to try and grow your business and make make bank doing so. And I just scrolled down, and so Amway comes in at the lowest amount of money out of pocket mm-hmm. uh, to run an effective recruitment campaign. So you have to have product on hand to demo. You have to have materials on hand to show because they have legal requirements. If you're trying to sign somebody up in business, you have to have the legal documents from the company. You have to present them with all the information, right? You can't you can't be a fly by night person. I mean, you can, but then you're going to be prosecuted. Uh, so Amway's annual cost, what do you think it costs, Mike, if you're trying to run a, a successful Amway com- campaign? And you know it's the least of all of these companies on this list. 1500 bucks. 2090 Okay. So you're in the ballpark. Yeah. Most of these others are, is, it goes from two, about 2000, 2090 is the lowest. It goes from 2090 to about 25, 2600, uh, okay. depending. So they're all kind of right in that uh, 2,500 range. Okay, so, some a little less, some a little more. So that's what you're kind of out. And that's, that's just for your company-sponsored, right? Like the com- what the company says you need. That's not including if you're part of another mentorship program or training program and you have to fly out. Uh, we, had, we had to fly out to like Denver, drive out to Denver a couple times a year. And they had other meetings like in the Twin Cities and stuff and... Those all had fees because they had to pay for the room at the hotel or whatever. So that's not counting all that stuff. This is like legitimately just the stuff from the company that you need. Sure. Okay. And they don't and they don't really disclose that when they're kind of recruiting you. They don't ever say like, hey, look, uh, you're going to need at least two grand a year, three grand a year to make this work. They say, hey, you sell enough, you get enough to make it work. Um, and so the next column is level at 
and above which net profits are possible. So net profits aren't even possible until you hit a certain level within the, within the, within the um, compensation plan, right? So they got, they've all got a comp plan. Right. So that's like how much product do you have to sling before you make a profit? Yeah. And I mean, it's a little more nuanced than that, but by and large, yes. Okay. You, you or your downline, right? You or your organization that you're building. Yes have to move. And so these are just names. So it doesn't really matter because it's not a, it's, it's not a, it's not a number, you know? So like Amway, you have to be a platinum to make net profits. Uh, Herbalife, you have to be a world team uh, before you can make net profits. Uh, Melaluka, you have to be a director three or four. Uh, Tupperware, you have to be a manager before you can make net profits. And, uh, basically, which means you're offsetting what it costs to run the business and above, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so now, here, here's where we start getting really interesting, is the approximate number of active participants at that level or above, right? So the, the number of people, the percentage of people that are at that level to make a profit and above. Yes. And not only that, but active, active participants. So not the people that sign up for the discount. Yes. Uh, what what do you think these numbers are? I would say I mean, they range. They range. The lowest is going to be ten percent, and the top is going to be fifteen percent. Oh, Mike, you sweet summer child. Uh, the lowest is uh, let's see here. Yeah, the lowest here is going to be it's going to be this uh, Air Bond International, and it is. Zero point five nine percent. Okay. Now, now listen. Now listen. Amway is slightly better at zero point six zero percent. So less than a percentage point of active participants actually make, make money at this. Now the highest one here, and most of these are they're all most of these are single digit. Okay. So uh, Herbalife is five point seven one. Melaleuca is 2.9%. Tupperware is 2.85%. The highest is actually Sunrider with 11.19%. That's the highest. That's the highest on wow. this list. Uh, oh, and actually World Ventures is 0.2%. So I think that's less than Airbon. Yeah, that's less than Airbon. So we're not talking, we're not talking this works for everybody. Uh, no, no, no. Right. That's crazy levels of failure. That's, that's, I mean, I, I don't know if it's true, but I've always been told that 50% of businesses fail within the first two years. But that is like, that stat is horrible. It's not <laughs> that's good. Way worse. No. It's not good. And I think the stat for Eagle Scout is, I think, like 3% or something, or maybe it's up now. I don't know. But it was, it was a pretty low percentage of, of uh, Boy Scouts that made Eagle Scout rank. Uh, you know, and I made it, and my two brothers made it. And that's right. higher than any of these, or not any of these, but like it's it's higher or as competitive as these. So like if you're not if you're not in it to win it, you're just not going to win it, right? Right. You're not in it. A point five percent is like that's a pretty terrible odds. You're gonna fail. You're gonna fucking fail. Yeah, that's like, a that's pretty terrible thing. odds. I'm not gonna succeed at that <laughs> right? game for sure. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> this is this is this is not a Han Solo never tell me the odds kind of situation. This is a you're gonna fucking fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you see this next column stat, okay? The next column is max retention rate. So business owners that renew. What do you think the range is here, Mike? 
Well, given I have those other stats, I'm going to guess it's 0.01%. It's got to be below. No, the, no, no, no. This, this, this stat is better, but when you think about the whole way that you make money at these things is signing people up beneath you, yes. the max, maximum retention rate. So this is an average. This is maximum retention rate, 10 to 15%. Those are the maxes, everybody. Sure. The, the That's max the people that go rates beyond hit. the minimum period. These are the people that renew year to yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Maximum, right? So that's not everybody. This is like, this is the 0.1% mm-hmm. get 10% retention or 15% retention. Sure. Um, uh, this next column is approximate, approximate percentage of all participants that could have profited from participation. So I guess they ran like a economic model sure. on this. And there is, wait a second, there is one of all of these companies that is above a 1%. It's a 1.12%. Everything else is like 0.3. There's one that's 0.08. So these are people that could have made money by participating, I guess. I don't know what kind of model they they use. I'm not going to read it. I don't care. So best case scenario, according to the government, less than 1% of the people involved could have made profit if they really, really would have tried hard. Yeah, if they believed hard deep down... Any pizza is a personal pizza. Mm-hmm. That is psychotic, right? So, and then this is the this is the big one. Do you want to do the big one? Do you have questions so far? I, I feel like I've been talking a lot. I, uh, I want to answer any of your questions because I was involved in one and I've been approached by a couple other ones. So interesting. I've never been approached now by a multi marketing uh, thing, as far as and I don't. I mean, I would never be interested in doing it anyway. But. uh that's interesting statistics. I can't believe they don't have to disclose that. Well, they 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 do the same thing that the government does with the GDP. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you take, uh, you know, let's say, uh, let's just say Amway here, right? So there's uh, 0.6% of the people at this level uh, called platinum that they can make money. They can make a profit, right? Mm-hmm. And then they say, well, we've got uh, 0.6 of the people that are active participants. And they're active, and so... We've got 0.6 of the people that are at that level that are active. We've got, I don't know, I don't know what you would say that are the people that are active, right? So you have to, you'd have to qualify which people are active or how, how, how many of the people involved are active. So you get that number, right? And then you know that the, the percent of active participants that are at that level or above are 0.6%. But you can say, well, the people that are actually truly, truly, truly active, uh, 50% of those are at that level. Or whatever, like they can cook the numbers, right? They can cook the stats, like because they get to define to whoever they're talking to what active means, and it might mean something different for every company. I don't know. It seems like these companies make money by getting people involved and then charging them fees. Yeah, that's how they're. Yeah, this is like a fee charging organization. Well, with uh, with Amway, there were there weren't really any fees. I think it was. Um, I don't know, sixty-five bucks a year. Okay. To to get the discount, or maybe it was a hundred bucks. I don't know. It's it's similar to a Costco membership, right? Mm-hmm. Except Costco has everything, but you still have to pay. But you could get a discount in addition to whatever you know, whatever the price was. So you basically got kind of like the Costco membership prices by paying this, and you could make money. I guess if you were the point six zero percent, you could make some money. Uh, and there weren't really any fees, but you had to do all these other things because most people don't just 
join straight Amway. You join the mentorship or training or leadership program or whatever they called. And so they have like a reading list or they have meetings that you have to go to or they have functions or whatever it is, right? So you're spending all this money and you can deduct it from your taxes. It's no big deal, except you can't lose money as a business for more than a set number of years or for the IRS is like, you can't deduct that anymore. You're not making it work. Like you have to actually make it work. So you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it, unless you can be that 0.6% or that one to 5%, right? Or even that 11%, like it's a very slim margin. If you can be that slim margin and make the money, then it's worth it. But if you're not, like you're better off just buying a Costco membership because it's a lot less work. You just have to fight the people at the store. You don't have to go and try and like sell your shit to people, even if right. the shit's good shit, right? Right. Which is why, like, like I say, most of the people that I know that have done it, they're doing it for one year and they're doing it so because they're planning on buying a shit ton of stuff and it's worth it at that point, you know? Yeah, or they just like doing the parties for people, and sure. they don't really care about extra money, and they're just like, hey, I like getting the couple hundred buck bump a couple times a year. Right. Like, not a big deal. Like, I like the product, happy to go demo it, get a couple hundred bucks, perfect. Like, not a big deal. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. These, these stats, when I saw them, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Those are not good stats. Not at all. They're not good stats at all. And, Start you know, I'm not stand. saying corporate America is, uh, yeah, I'm not saying corporate America is better, but at least you get benefits for the most part, even if they're shit benefits, right? You get some right. sick time, you know, there's some other stuff. And this, you're just, you're schlepping and you're spending all these free hours. And we just talked about last episode, America has the fewest number of free hours. So when the fuck are we supposed to do this? Right. Right. Uh, okay, so this last column is probably the most telling of all. It is a proximate percentage of all participants who lost money. Okay. What do you think this stat is at? I would say 85% lose money. Gotta be at least 85%. Oh, you sweet summer child. Every single one of these is a 99 point something. <laughs> Here's one, 99, World, world Ventures, 99.97. My, my man, 99.97 of your participants lost money. Not, that's almost 100, depending on how you round. That's 100% have lost money. The average, so they've got an average down here. The average across all of this, the average across all of these people. Uh, let's count them up. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, one, two, three, four. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh, hey, oh, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, uh, twenty-nine, thirty. So they got thirty. There's thirty companies that they did across the thirty companies. The average people who lost money: ninety-nine point six percent. Every wow. single one of these companies has a ninety-nine plus percentage of people that have lost money. Wow, that's incredible! And Amway's on there. Amway's on there, ninety-nine point nine four. Ninety-nine point nine four. So they're not the worst. <laughs> Go America! Oh my god! All right, uh, Herbalife, ninety-nine point four three. Isogenics, ninety-nine point seven nine. Melaleuca, 99.71. Tupperware, 99.71. Uh, 
Yeah, man. I think like that last column, <laughs> and that's approximate, but you're rounding out to two decimals. So it's, you know, approximate my ass. Is, like is losing them losing their ass. That's incredible. Yeah, I wish they would have had Pampered Chef on here. Like I wish they would have. Like right. that would have been interesting to see. Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Or Mary Kay. Avon, I think, is done now. Yeah. At least Mary Kay. Oh, There's Avon some might women be done. that swear by that shit. Oh, I know they do. And I'm and, and like Megan and I said, we're not saying these products are bad. No, Tupperware is like pretty good. That we're, we're trying to the point we're trying to make is if you're doing this to try and make money, the average across thirty is like ninety nine plus percent losing money. So the chances of you making money on it, not really that good. No, it's that's dog shit. That's yeah, I mean, if you want to do it for the for the discount, sure, fine, treat it like a Costco membership, but let's not get all hopped up on this shit. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. I suppose there's a way to figure it out to where you're not going to lose money if you're just, like, probably not going to sell anybody anything, you know? (laughs) Well, I think the only way to make money at it, because, you know, it says level at which net profits are possible, and these are high levels, right? right? These are, at least, I'm familiar with the Amway levels. And so the level that they say platinum, that's a pretty high level. Like, it takes a bit to get there. It's a big, kind of a big deal. You know, I'm assuming a lot of these other ones are big deals to hit these levels because only, what, 0.6% of people hit those levels? Right. So it's a big deal to hit that level, and you're just not going to make that money. So you can't go into these things thinking you're going to make money at it because only 0.6, like, in a lot of cases, 0 to 11% of people actually make money at these things. So you're, you can't go into it thinking that way. You, you know, it'd be like saying, oh, hey, about a Costco membership, I'm going to make money at it. No, that's not, that's not how that works. No, uh, no. We're not saying the products are bad. We're not saying the companies are bad. It's just the, the MLM portion of it, right? Like if you sell Mary Kay or you sell Ampered Chef or you, whatever you sell, like that's fine. That's good. The products are probably good, you know, and, and we both have products from different companies that we enjoy. Um, but you know, I'm not going out of my way to say like, my God, I need to host myself a pamper chef party so I can get that thing that I've been looking at. Like that's, you know, that's me. You know, some people do think that. Sure. And honestly, that's probably the better way to go about it rather than sign up with the company, reach out to a pamper chef person and say, I really want that blender thing or that stoneware thing. Let's do a party. I'll invite all my friends and give me a discount on it. Then you're ahead. Do it that way. You know, don't don't sign up and, and think you're going to make money at it. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh... like the, these stats are mind boggling. And this is on the FTC website. Well, we talk about it all the time where everybody has this little thing in their pocket with pretty much all the information that the world has ever produced on it. Pretty close. And it's just a matter of yeah. spending the time to look for yourself and find the truth. And sometimes it's hidden. Yeah. You got to look because they oh, people are trying a lot to lie of times to you. It's hidden. Um, but there is there is information out there. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, I think this report was probably 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. So you know, it's let's say you know 10, 15 years old. This report. Uh, do I think things have drastically changed? No, <laughs> not at all. If they have, it's changed for the worse. Probably. I mean, I don't know. Like, how 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 would it have gone uh, through the pandemic? You know, I mean, a lot of these companies have internet ordering, so it's really not a huge deal. But a lot of these companies depend on face to face meetings and having Tupperware parties or Pamper Chef parties or whatever kind of party, right? Right. So 
probably didn't go well for a lot of people. Well, the Pamper Chef Party thing just moved on to Facebook. Yeah, that's what they did. They oh, okay. Online. Yeah, yeah. Became a virtual okay, yeah. party. I mean, so like, yeah, so they pivoted, they adapted. Uh, I know that Amway, uh, at least the group that we were associated with within Amway, switched to uh, virtual events yes. or virtual functions, right? They called them functions and they'd bring, you know, like rah-rah guest speakers up and, and whatnot and successful people, the 0.6% uh, successful people up to talk. Uh, they do it virtually and, and that worked out uh, well enough and it was better than having to travel places. But, um, you know, like some of them pivot and some of them do whatever, but uh, man, like I, no matter how tech savvy or pivot friendly they are, 0.6%, 0.6%. All of these companies, all 30 of these companies pulled over 99, like the average was 99.6% fucking lost money. That's right? crazy, so, dude. That is mind-bogglingly bad. And we just talked in our last episode, right? Like uh, wage increases versus inflation and purchasing power. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's bad too, but this is like 99.6% bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In so many ways, we should rename the country Scam America. You know, yeah, just Scam America. <laughs> yeah, dude, Scam America. Welcome, yep. welcome to Scam America, where the, the where the Supreme Court justices are on the payroll of the billionaires. <laughs> yep, uh, there's a sucker born every minute, yep. right? Yeah, so. where no means yes, and yes means oh, I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> oh yeah if you want to be racist we can frame it as states rights instead (laughs) it's about states rights and uh what was the other (laughs) one there's there's all these euphemisms i love the euphemisms oh yeah yeah (laughs) well and the and the thing now is i want to talk about this this is uh, unless you have okay so do you have any more questions about mlms or you know, kind of like, I don't want to get into like what constitutes a pyramid scheme versus an MLM versus a whatever the fuck. No, Nate, I think that you've pretty much convinced me not to be involved with that shit. And, you know, I'm yeah. not going to not, I'm not going to like throw away my Pampered Chef spritzer that everybody should go out and get one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe I'll try to find a spritzer at a store. I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> they well, last forever. you know what? They're I good. think it's really good. But. I think I think the point is is that the products aren't bad, right? The products are probably uh, moderately to fairly well researched and developed and and all that stuff. And I've got some Pampered Chef. Uh, I don't know what you call them. They're the things that like let you pick up stuff from like a chopping board, like a cutting board. Okay. Uh, and I like using those. Like when I chop onions and then I grab those two paddle things and like I scoop up the shit and dump them in the thing. And, you know, like, if like you that. have a so good knife, like, touch you can every... use the side of your knife. I'm just I'm just letting you know that. I know. I, I, you know what? I haven't used my Pamper Chef like scraper things for a long time because I just used a knife edge. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, but these companies, they have products and they're like, they're perfectly serviceable. Okay. And sometimes they're better than what you find at like a Target or a Crate and Barrel or a Williams Sonoma or whatever the fuck. Right. Or at least just as good. Like, who cares? Like, whatever. Like, whatever works for you works for you. Not a big deal. We're not dissing the products. We're not hating on the products. You like the Herbalife shakes? More power to you. Like, awesome. Like, Never get on it. Herbalife Whatever. Before today. Uh, they got them all over the place. They're not like fitness buff, here. like shakes. <laughs> you, it, that's not true. That's not true. You've got at least one or two in your town. What? Never yep. heard of it. 
Never saw it. Well, that's because they don't brand themselves as a Herbalife shake shop. They have their own I names, see. right? Like they come up with their own I names see. and they just sell the Herbalife product. I so, see. These fitness Got places. It. You just you just Google like a fitness place and by and large it's a Herbalife yeah, I don't go storefront. To places. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either because yeah. that's too much work. Um, but so like, like we said, like we're not dissing the products. We're not dissing that. It's just, you're not going to make money at it. Right. You know, you're just not, unless for some reason the 0.6% that has made money at it deems you worthy of then helping you make the 0.6. Right. But I did want to talk briefly because we were talking about, uh, previous episode, we we're talking about America, great or not. This episode, we're talking about, you know, like going into business for yourself, kind of in some sense, in a kind of a convoluted and uh, a dishonest, uh, not dishonest way of doing business, but a dishonest way of like recruiting people saying that anybody, because that was the whole thing, anybody could make this work if you work hard enough. Mm. Well, you know what? 99.6% of people lose money at this. So don't tell me that anybody could do this. Right. Um, uh, I want to talk about Bud Light. Okay. Yes. Bud Light. And I don't know the full story other than they apparently have a uh, trans spokesperson or they put like a rainbow on a can or a trans person on a can. I'm not exactly sure what they did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Dylan Mulvaney, I think is the person's name. Yes. Okay. So all of the conservatives that are against trans anything have decided that they're going to go out and buy Bud Light, buy the crate so they can shoot it with their AR-15s. And they don't understand that they're buying Bud Light because of a trans person. Right. Like, you're literally doing what Bud Light wants you to do. Like, Bud Light doesn't care if you shoot it with an AR-15 or drink it or throw it down in the toilet as long as you fucking buy it. And you're falling right into the fucking thing. They and you're saying, hey, I'm going to do a live stream of me shooting uh, Bud Light with the trans thing. Great. You fucking bought that case of Bud Light, so you're a dipshit. Like, go buy the beer you like. Don't, if you don't, like, how hard is that? If you don't like, just don't buy it. Like, Jesus. Uh, it, it, kind of like the MLM thing, right? Like, 99.6% of people that. aren't going to make it. So that. don't join one. It goes way beyond that. First of all, who gives a fuck? Uh, second of all, InBev, I think, is the company that owns Bud Light. Whatever company owns Bud yeah, Light, yeah, yeah. they produce, like, 64 kinds of beverages in the United States. So, Man, and they bought up a lot, a lot of the craft beers. So even if yes. you don't like Bud Light... And if you like some craft beer, the chances of Anheuser-Busch or InBev or whatever the fuck owning it is pretty goddamn good. Yeah, it, it's like you can't escape the cor- megacorp. You, no matter what you do, unless you're buying something that's made in the town you fucking live in and you know the person that owns that store, you're probably going to feed the yeah. beast. If, you're, if you care about the weird training yeah, yeah. can, which I don't care at well, all. Like, whatever. Why would you care? I care that InBev is so massive that you can't escape them. I don't care that Dylan oh, Mulvaney yeah. is I don't on care the who they support. Like, I don't care. Whatever, dude. Put yeah. whatever symbology like, you I'm want not... down there. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, if I, I like the Bud beer, Light. I'm buying the beer. Yeah. I don't like Bud Light, so I'm not buying Bud Light no matter who you put on the can. Like, it doesn't matter who you put on the can. Yeah, I saw a guy, uh, he said, uh, if you're going to protest Bud Light because they put Dylan Mulvaney on the can, congratulations, you joined everybody else who's protesting Bud Light because it tastes bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so well, ridiculous. Oh, it's, so, it's stupid. It's all this tranny talk. It's like, yeah. if every trans person, if every trans person in the country disappeared tomorrow, traffic would not change. There's so few trans people. 
It doesn't even matter. It's yeah. like it's like 0.6% of the population. There's more homeless people than there are trans people. Like, it's no one. Why does anybody... Why is it taking up so much energy other than yeah, the government the and the corporations want you to focus on that instead of exactly. the fact that you're not making as much money as you were 20 years ago? Right? Yeah. Don't or we've had 5,000% inflation and we haven't raised the minimum wage for 50 years. And, <laughs> right. you know, well, all yeah. the stuff we Since talked about last episode, basically, right? Yeah. All you the, know, yeah. So, they, I mean, it's other all than they want it techniques. to be a distraction. It shouldn't matter to any human being on this planet. What, what, like, who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, matter. the thing that's even, even worse, even worse than this, like, one, who cares what they put on the can? Like, it, it literally doesn't matter. It doesn't change the taste. It doesn't change the flavor. Um, marketing does what marketing does, right? Like, Bush Light, uh, come hunting season, they have, like, blaze orange cans. Or they have, they put, like, corn cobs on their cans. And right. they call it, like, a limited edition can. Well, it's bullshit. They pump these cans out in mass. It's not a limited edition anything. You know, they just change the can design seasonally. Which is fine. Like, who cares? Like, hey, it's kind of fun. Like, thank right. you for, like... Breaking up the monotony of life and changing your can design. Uh, but here's the thing I never really got is like all the people losing their absolute minds over the M&Ms. Like the M&M characters. Like she's wearing, like the green M&M is wearing the wrong kind of shoes or something. Like it's a fucking fictional candy character. It's a lame advertisement for highly addictive nonsense that they market to children. They sh- you know, if you're going to be yeah. upset, have them ban sugar commercials on television. That's what we should be talking about, right? Yeah. Put a tax or have on them sugar and prescription drug commercials. Oh, yes, <laughs> or anything like that. I mean, why are you upset about what kind of shoes a fictional Eminem character cartoon thing is wearing? Yeah. Why don't we talk about a thirty percent sugar tax? Anything that has added sugar needs to have yeah. a thirty percent tax on it. Instantly, yeah. added sugar is terrible for you. It's like killing yeah, America. And that was the whole thing. It's is like us. there's a whole. Uh, the sugar industry convinced Americans, or maybe the world, I don't know, that uh, the fat content on the on the nutrition label was what makes you fat. Well, guess what, everybody? It's not the fat content. It's, it's the, the sugar, sugar content. Yeah. It's the sugar. Scammers. Scamerica. That's exactly what it is. Scamerica, man. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people do a lot of the things that the MLMs do, and a lot of things could be, depending on your definition of a pyramid scheme, could definitely be a pyramid scheme. Like, your average 9 to 5 job, most likely a pyramid scheme, you're never going to make as much as a CEO. You're never going to be able to get to CEO. Like, you're just never going to get to. Unless your name happens to match the last name of the owner or of the current CEO. Like, you're just not going to make it. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I guess that would have been an interesting counterpoint is to pull up uh, corporate America stats, right? And how many people of corporate America actually, uh, you know, make above the median or whatever. But we kind of did that in the last episode, right? Like not many, not many, probably. I mean, you know, no. you can tell us for yourself or you can tell yourself based on what, what the uh, the median GDP was. And if you're making that or less or more or whatever, you, you'll know. We don't need to know. But I don't think the stats are good across the board <laughs> for anything that you might choose to do in life uh, in America right now. Right. Like the people who are quote unquote rich in your area, probably not even, they're probably not even they're so, top 5%. They're so debt leveraged. You know I mean? They're not top 1% yeah. most likely. You know what I mean? And they're debt leveraged to the hilt. 
You know what I mean? Like the rich yeah. people that you know are probably top 10, top 15%. You know what I mean? Like maybe it depends on how you define rich. Of course, everybody's everybody, whoever's rich is just whoever has more money than you at the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so disappointing. And like, well, <laughs> they picked Dylan Mulvaney. That was a master stroke by Bud Light. Uh, because Dylan Mulvaney's only is has been a woman for 365 days, so it's like the perfect person to okay. inflame everybody. All the conservatives are going to be upset because of the trans thing, but then all the hardcore trans people are going to be like, "Well, Dylan Mulvaney is not a real trans person. He's only been a trans person for a year." And this uh, apparently Dylan Mulvaney has done some very questionable things on their Twitter or whatever. Their, their social media, yeah. which is like all, again, it's all AstroTurf. It doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah. it's nonsense. <laughs> well, it's like that, it's like that weightlifting record you sent me yeah, where yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the current or the previous record holder was upset because a man came in and said he identified as a female and broke the record by exactly 100 pounds. Yes. Not even his personal best. And he didn't make a big show of it. He did it more so to point out the ridiculousness of the rules that this organization had where they didn't ask to check anything. And if you identified as a woman, you could come in and say, identify as a woman. You could look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, and they wouldn't question it. And you were then a woman, and you could go and compete with the women. Right. And the previous record holder was, and that was the whole point, the previous record holder was trans. And was uh, complaining on their thing about how they might have had an advantage, but they had transitioned. And the most important part was they were nice to people. And so the other person shouldn't have been able to do it, but they, because they were nice, this other person was nice. And, you know, like what people are going to get upset because this person has just recently transitioned or within a year's time or whatever. And it's like, are you, what are you guys doing? Like some kind of trans club where you're gatekeeping and hazing people, or are you just are you pro trans you know rights are. or are you not? Like if yeah, you're, you know they I know are. they are. But if you're if you're <laughs> if you're pro trans rights, like who cares how long you've been trans? Who cares? Right. If you're trans and I like trans rights, then more power to you. Like welcome, we support you. We're here for you. But no, that's not that's not kind of how it is. At least with the with the vocal ones, right? right. I think, by and large, most people, regardless of what your background is or whatever, like, most people are supportive of anybody, if it makes sense for that person. Like, I'm not going to sit there and and somebody's going to tell me they want to do this, that, or the other thing, and I'm going to say, no, that's stupid. If that's what they feel like, then I'll support them. I'm in support of adults doing whatever they want to do with their life. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, Yeah. like, I don't care what you do. I, I, I support whatever you want, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. So I support and, what you want to do, and I support your hatred for the government. Yes. Well, we all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to the extent well, allowed by law, I support yeah, your hatred for the government. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I am nubbin right now. Uh, yeah, I'm nubbin too. Cigar. This one's really good. This was really yeah. It was good. actually it's pretty um, good. It's pretty good. This was so much better than the beauty. Um, and I know I smoked the beauty incorrectly, and I tried to be a little more like cool with this one. Yeah. But I think this one's got a little more friendly leeway with it. Yeah. Um, yep. Slightly. So. And it's good. Uh, I like I this mean, one. I have I, like I would smoke this one again. Oh yeah, I have three quarters of an inch left, and it's still good. Um, 
yeah. I've been puffing on it pretty slow, trying to keep the temperature down, you know. So, but it's yep. good. Uh, I just tossed her out now just because it's so short. But yeah. I didn't really have any sour notes on it. Very consistent, I would say. Um, this, yeah, it was very consistent. It was just dark enough. It wasn't overly yep. strong or, or powerful, but it had uh, more flavor, I felt, than the beauty did. It did. It had more flavor, and it was uh, mild, but still dark. You know, it yeah. wasn't, like, overpowering in any way. No, it was uh, probably, I don't I don't know if I should say this, it was probably just left the center on the darkness, right? <laughs> um, if we're going political on things. Yeah, but, yep. Um, you know, it, it's good. It's good. It's a good one. It's a, it's a fairly long smoke. I mean, we're almost, uh, we're not quite an hour and a half uh, into the episode. You know, it's a, it's a good, good smoke. I think with these two Gurkhas, for sure, at least, the Beauty and the Beast. You gotta smoke them slow. Yes, I would say that that is uh, a definite must. Slow and steady wins the race on these things. So, yeah, and if I would have known that for the beauty, maybe I'd have a different opinion of the beauty. Uh, and but you know me, I don't smoke overly fast. I mean, I I sometimes try and like smoke a little quicker than I normally would because I know how fast you smoke. Right. But I don't feel like I was like chain smoking that beauty down. No, but, you weren't you tremendously know, ahead of it, me. It's good to know. Yeah, you weren't tremendously yeah. ahead of me by the end. But I think you might have burned it on the front side when we were having some technical problems. And yeah, that, that could have that could over. be. And I didn't you know? know, like I didn't know that the Gurkhas or these ones because you've had this one before, the Beauty before. Yes. And I didn't know that you know you got to go a little slower on it. So I think that's important for our listeners to know is like we did it and I did it and I fucked up and it was bad. Right. And if you don't fuck up and if you listen to the smoke it slow, let it kind of sit in between puffs, it's probably a perfectly fine cigar. Yeah. So cool. Well, of the Beauty and the Beast, I think the Beast was better. Uh, yeah, and I would recommend the beast. He gave he gave Bell a library, right? I mean, it's got to be better. He uh, yeah. put uh, a trans person on uh, its can, right? Yeah, no one smokes like Gaston. No one spits like Gaston. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to get Disney after us. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, anyway, uh, everybody, beauty is the winner, <laughs> or beast is the winner. Beast sorry. is the winner. <laughs> yep. Be safe. Have fun. All right, catch us next week. <laughs>